We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit mikeknopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shabbat Shalom. We, uh, we say as we're preparing to take out the Torah, Ki Mitzion Tetzei Torah, that Torah comes forth from Zion, Torah comes forth from Jerusalem. That uh, was uh, true for me in many ways uh, over the uh, time that, uh, that, that I was away leading our congregation's uh, trip to Israel uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, but uh, in one way in particular, uh, and uh, in a way that uh, really highlights the term Zion not only for Jerusalem, uh, but for a particular community in Jerusalem that calls itself Kihilat Zion, the Zion community. Uh, so on Shabbat morning when we were in Jerusalem, some of us uh, went to uh, Kihilat Zion, to the, to the Zion community for Shabbat morning services. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's an, it was not my first time there, uh, my first time there on Shabbat morning. Um, it's an incredible uh, community uh, with an extraordinary rabbi named uh, Rabbi Tamar Elad Applebaum. Uh, if you ever find yourself in Jerusalem on Shabbat, I totally commend you, uh, commend it to you, either on Friday night or on Shabbat morning. Um, it's uh, in Baca, uh, the Baca neighborhood. What? It's where you went? Okay. okay. Uh, it's at the uh, commu- the Baca Community Center. Um, <laughs> uh, so, like, if you're near, uh, between sort of like Emek Rafaim and, yeah. Um, Anyway, that's a little bit beside the point. Uh, one of the one of the uh, uh, one of the in a morning of uh, of, of incredible davening and, and teaching, uh, one of the things I found striking was uh, Rabbi Tamar's uh, preaching, which she did as a Torah introduction rather than as a sermon sometime after the Torah reading. And what I found in that instance, and what some people remarked to me from our congregation, remarked to me after the services, that was a lovely uh, Devar Torah that uh, Rabbi Tamar gave, and look at how concise it was. Um, <laughs> just like this. And, uh, and so what, what, no, and so, listen, um, you, uh, you, you, you learn from, uh, from uh, your teachers and from your mistakes and from your students. Uh, and uh, what, that, uh, what that suggested to me is that, uh, is that maybe uh, changing the path, right, changing how I teach Torah on Shabbat mornings might be a way of uh, changing the outcome of those teachings on, on Shabbat mornings. If you were here on the second day of Rosh Hashanah last year, we talked a lot about how we make changes in our lives. And I uh, brought uh, the uh, theory from uh, Chip and Dan Heath um, about uh, the rider and the elephant. And usually we think about change as, a, as, a, as an intellectual problem. If I just like think about it hard enough and kind of make a plan to do it, I'll 
be able to change. But the truth is, change is actually much more emotional than it is cognitive. Uh, and so, uh, if you think about a rider on top of an elephant, the elephant are your emotions. You uh, you can't really just changing the way the rider is directing the elephant isn't necessarily going to change the behavior. You have to make changes that enable the elephant to move in a different direction. So one of those things is changing the path, changing the environment, uh, making it easier for the elephant to go in the direction that you want it to go. So for me, uh, it's possible that, uh, that, that my elephant or my uh, bad habit is, uh, is saying more than I need to say. And it's possible that, uh, that changing the pathway, uh, changing the environment, the context of that, uh, of that habit uh, might enable me to change it. So here's what I'm trying uh, this week. Uh, introduction aside, I'm going to like leave that out of the time count, okay? But I want to uh, see how this feels of, uh, of just doing a little bit of teaching of the Torah portion here before the Torah reading uh, as a manner of introduction instead of a formal sermon after, and we'll see how that goes. You'll let me know what you think. Uh, so our Torah reading today is uh, Parshat uh, Matot Masa'eh, the last two parshiot of uh, the book of Numbers. So we'll uh, symbolically at least conclude the book of Numbers today. Uh, and uh, the second of those two portions uh, begins, Ela Masa'eh B'nei Yisrael, Ashigatzum Eretz Mitzrayim, Tzivotam, Biad Moshe Aaron. These are the journeys of the children of Israel that uh, uh, left the land of Egypt uh, by their troops uh, on the command of Moses and Aaron. Now, a lot of the commentators ask about this. Why is it that we get the this list of the way stations on the journey of the children of Israel from the land of Egypt until they get the promised land? We've gotten all of this information before. The whole book of Exodus uh, and Numbers up until this point chronicles the journey. It doesn't give us a list, but we get all of these places that we're going to get in this list uh, in the beginning of Parshat Masa'eh this week. So why this redundancy or seeming redundancy? The rabbinic tradition presumes that the Torah is not redundant uh, without good reason. It has to be teaching something every time it brings something up or it wouldn't bring it up. So what is it teaching us uniquely about uh, 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 in this instance of laying out the different way stations of the children of Israel. And the Hasidic tradition picks up on uh, a particularity of the language of how this is introduced. It says, Israel. These are the journeys of the children of Israel. And they note that when the Torah uses the word Ella, it always comes to invalidate something that comes beforehand. The term the rabbis use is poselatarishonim. It invalidates or criticizes or chastises something that comes beforehand. So in other words, when it uses the word ella to introduce something, it's indicating to you that there is some kind of rebuke going on here. Some kind of indication that what has come before, or what we're about to list about the things that have come before, um, were flawed in some way and require some kind of repair. So the rabbinic tradition says that we're given this list because at each of these way stations, these aren't only the stops that the children of Israel made on their journey to the land of uh, Canaan, 
but they are also places in which the children of Israel made mistakes of one sort or another, rebelled in one way or another, uh, fell in one way or another. And so they are listed out here as a means of studying and referring to so that we can learn from the mistakes of the past in order to uh, correct our present and move forward in the future. So the Siftei Tzadikim, a Hasidic uh, commentator, great Hasidic commentator, says, This world is called the world of repair, that we need to repair. Every day a person needs to fix what he or she did the day before. Now, of course, you can't really fix what happened in the past, but you can restore and repair relationships that were broken in the past, and you can learn from the mistakes that were done in the past in order to uh, do something better in the present and move forward in a different direction in the future and not make the same mistake moving forward in the future that you made in the past, to not repeat history. Hamalachim, the angels on the other hand, nikraim omdim. Angels are different than human beings. They stand in one place. They're called standers. That's why in the Amidah, when we emulate the angels, we kind of stand at attention with our feet together, right? Angels don't move anywhere. Kihem tamid They're always on one level. They have no need to repair what came in the past. But human beings, they go from one level to the next, or ideally they should go from one level to the next. And that's why it says, These are the journeys of the children of Israel. Every time where the Torah says, Ella, it invalidates what had come before or rebukes what had come before. The days that came before, the stages on Israel's journey required some kind of repair. They made mistakes and fell and made errors and sins and rebelliousness in those different way stations. They required repair, fixing. And a wise person will observe this Ella will recognize that this Ella is indicating that what is about to be listed are places where we made mistakes in the past and need to be repaired in the future. Sheif Solid Masava Rishonim, that uh, it invalidates, rebukes what had come before. Vezev Yachanuvi Sa'u. And that's why it says that in each moment that they camped and then they journeyed. Tamir Hachuv and Asaumi Madrigala Madriga. They always uh, uh, went and journeyed from one level to the next. What this is saying is that we're given these different way stations of the children of Israel, this list of stops on the journey, and saying that they camped at each stop on the journey and went forward at each different stop on the journey to say that they studied what had come beforehand, tried to repair it where they were camped, and then only then could they move forward. If we, in our lives, look at what happened in our past, stayed where we are, looked behind us, looked at what happened in our past and said, I don't want to make the same mistakes today that I made yesterday, we can actually move forward in our lives. But if we don't look at our past, we are inevitably going to make the same mistakes today that we made yesterday, and we can't move forward. We'll continue living in yesterday. It's the cliche of those who don't study their history are doomed to repeat it. And it is why we observe Tisha B'Av, I think, in the way we do. 
the rabbis say that Tisha B'Av, uh, the destruction of the temples, happened because of Sinat Chinam, because of baseless hatred. And we observe it year after year. We re- remind ourselves of that history so that we can repair it in our present. We can eradicate uh, pervasive and baseless hatred in our present because without doing that, we can't possibly move forward to a different future. These are the journeys of the children of Israel. The children of Israel are meant to refer to them then. We are meant to see this as a reminder to look at our past and repair it today. And we observe it as a community in Tisha B'Av and in other ways so that we remember the mistakes of our communal past in order to forge a different communal and social future.